You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, everyone. After a week off, we're back with another Tennis.com Podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan here with Pete Bodo, Richard Pagliaro. going to talk a little Davis Cup, the first round of the World Group wrapped up. And you won't be seeing it again for quite a few more months, so you'll have to take all the eight matches as you will. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, but we'll start with the Americans who, in Jim Courier's captaincy debut, go down to Chile. Always been a trouble spot for the U.S., away match on clay, but this time pretty comfortable uh, 4-1 to win. Really could have been 3-0 if John Isner didn't uh, let it slip away the second match. But you guys watched that one, and um, why don't you just give me your thoughts on how this one for Courier and for the Americans in general. Well, I don't know how comfortable it would have been. It was for Courier there when Roddick's match or when he loses in the battle of the number ones, when he loses the first set and he gets into a tiebreaker. He gets into a tiebreaker in the second set. He loses that set. He's down two sets on clay, U.S. leading 2-1. Suddenly, he loses that match. It's 2-all. And because he had never come back from 0-2 in Davis Cup down. Remember, Tursunov, he came back to 2-all. And then he would have had to resort to Isner in the fifth, and we saw what happened to him. we saw what happened to him. First, and second Masu's match. a master gamesmanship. He would have been stalling left and right in that match too. Yeah, fans I think would have uh, would have elevated themselves a little bit more for that one. You, you actually mentioned you, you were watching that the uh, just the fan component, how it wasn't actually as big as a of a factor as you may think going to South America. There's so many sort of hostile away crowds, and it didn't seem to be that way for. Yeah, this now time. I don't know if you attribute that to Gonzalez, you know, injured, not being there, they weren't at full strength, or just the ticket prices, you know, could have been. Pricey, but I'm saying even in the upper sections of the stadium, it looked. Kind of, I was surprised for you know you're in there with a shot on the last day going against the American number one. I thought the crowd would be a little more a bigger and more vocal. Yeah, that's true. But you know the other thing is you know we talk about the hostile crowds and going into these you know cauldron of the Davis Cup. Now you know that's we got to rethink that a little bit because there really hasn't been that much hostility in Davis Cup ties these days. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of excitement, and but but are we has still anybody else noticed that they've actually Davis Cup has become. You know, the pageantry's there still. The excitement is there. But it's really very, very kind of – people are very well behaved during Davis Cup ties now, which wasn't always the so case. So we're thinking – we're still stuck in that Romania-Czech Republic. Is that who it was? Yeah, that, that's what we're I still think stuck we're a little in bit you. stuck in that mentality. Or U.S.-Paraguay, that one time, that right. famous incident and stuff. You know, so we, we have this – it's a bit of a cliche, you know, and, and you know, we especially – go after the South Americans on this, and that's not really fair. Chile, especially, I think, is a good relationship with the U.S. in terms of, uh, in, in terms of you know, welcoming the other team's best players and, you know, being, you know, being enthusiastic for the home team, but not really taking it overboard. Right. Roddick, for this one, it's, it, it seems like he's, you know, he takes a year off from last year, hasn't skipped a B. He goes to 12-0 and now in tie-clinching matches, which a couple of people have mentioned is is probably five and a, on the road. Prob, yeah, five and on the road. Probably a record, you know, statistic that just shows the, the clutch play of Roddick in, in, the, in these matches here. And so he he takes uh, takes one on day one and then day three. Um, Isner, like we said, was leading two sets uh, over Captiville. No breaks of serve at all until the fifth. There's just one break, and that was the match. So uh, Roddick's the Roddick. I think. Again, the big name in this, even with uh, the Bryans doing their thing, this is Andy Roddick's team. Still, I think, after all this query, Isner fish talk, still Roddick. Absolutely, because you looked at even the last year when he wasn't there, we were all talking, or many of us were talking about the transition, how they're passing the torch and the young guys are going to come in. But 
who would you rather have in that situation, the United States, than Andy Roddick? I mean, there's nobody else you want. Although Fish had a great, great effort, you know, last September, but he's the guy you want. And I think the thing with him is he's so used to playing these tight matches. He's like five and one in tiebreakers this year. His career tiebreak record is is really strong, so it doesn't phase him that much. Even though you know you got to think Courier must have been feeling it a little bit in that second set breaker. Yeah, and I think and let's give Risner a break here. By the way, you know he's broken once in that match, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know that's I like a guy. I like any guy who gets broken once in a five set match. You know what? He did, pretty good. He didn't chances, break I'd his say. way. He didn't break his way this time. Maybe a little bit of nerves entered into it. And let's face it, he's playing away. Granted, Masu is you know kind of off the radar now in terms of an impact player on the tour. But you know that wasn't as bad. Some people are really trashing Isner for that match and stuff, and I wouldn't go that far. I think I actually played pretty well. A little bit unlucky there. You know he had that bad call on that on that. Um, Forehand, forehand, yeah, you know, in, in the fifth set. So, you know, the, things go wrong in Davis Cup. I think the important thing for him is to bounce back and not lose his confidence and be able to go on and, and feel like, hey, I'm a Davis Cup player. It's not not like, oh, man, I'm not sure I can handle this Davis Cup. And, I, and I, he played a hell of a match against Serbia last same thing where he went, you know, deep into the mat. I think he's not, you know, he's, he's a tough player. I think he comes to play every time. And I think this also makes Courier's uh, decisions, you know, a little easier, I think, Going into the next tie that the U.S. is going to get with Spain, we'll get into that in just a second. But um, obviously, picking the Bryan brothers again, keeping them along, there's you know cleaned up in doubles just like they needed the big Saturday point. Um, Isner, I think I take your point very well there. I think you look strong all the way, and it doesn't seem like there would be any reason to maybe even change it up come uh, you know come down the road in July. So. Tough thing for Krueger is going to be that he's got three guys who are pretty – he's got uh, two guys – three guys who are pretty well bunched up as a number two singles player. Okay, you give Roddick the number one slot. Then you've got Query, you've got Isner, and you've got Marty Fish. Now, Query hasn't played uh, that well this year, but that could change by July. So who knows? But you could have three guys vying, and he's in a situation now where because of his commitment to the Bryans – and again, I'm not challenging that commitment. It paid off here again. You know, they put, they put the U.S. up 2-1, put Roddick in a position to clinch. They're the setup guy for Roddick. Right. It's, as, it's as simple as that. But still, when you've got three guys who are equally good, you, you almost wish you could take, you know, uh, two singles player. You could take one of the Bryans and, you know, and then have an option, Fish or Isner or Fish or Query or whatever that way. And it's tough because he locks himself yeah, in. He doesn't have much versatility. It's strange. He has a lot of versatility before he makes his choice, but once he's there, he's really once locked. He's there, he's yeah, he's, he's locked just he's major bet and all that's what's going to come with it. Um, so we get to the U.S. is going to get Spain. Spain beat Belgium. Um, Nadal came back for that tie. One, um, one of the only match he played that he one two matches only one counted a live rubber, but I but the U.S. a couple of years ago was going to see Roddick and Federer was a big clash that was going to happen down in Birmingham I and mean, you went to that there yes. never never ended up materializing, and so it seems like uh, at least from what we hear now that this is will happen. Uh, this is a couple months away. We've also mentioned this tie is right after Wimbledon, but at the moment it's going to be one of those big. Roddick and Nadal little showdowns for probably in the probably on Sunday in a very important match. So. And maybe in Austin, Texas, Roddick's, yeah, Roddick's adopted exciting. hometown. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Rich? Uh, you know, it's hard to say because I was at the match last year in Miami and I thought Roddick played one of his best matches in years the way he played Nadal. He really went after. Now that's two out of three. Three out of five is where the percentages you always obviously favor Nadal. He's so consistent. It's just there, like you said earlier, there's a lot of time between now and then. 
and who knows what's going to happen with Nadal physically between now and then. But the scary thing is Spain, even without Nadal, Ferrer's beating Roddick on hard court. Ferrer's having oh, yeah. a good year. Almagro, I know he's more of a – people think of him as more of a slow court player. He's dangerous on hard court. You've seen what Verdasco can do. I mean, they're a loaded, loaded team. That's a tough – Yeah, they're, 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 they're the class of the competition, no question about that. I, what I like, the scenario I like is, okay, Roddick's the closer, right? So I I can see him going and winning, you know, beating a Ferrer or Verdasco in the first match. Nadal wins the second match. We're assuming Nadal plays. Brian's win the double. So now here we go. Roddick is going for thirteen and zero. You know, I don't even know if that's some kind of record. We got to check that. I'm, I've been meaning to kind of pour Craig that. on that one. Yeah, and exactly. And uh, he'll be going to go to thirteen and zero as a closer, having to play Nadal. Because hey, look, let's face it. He's really benefited. I mean, we you mentioned Birmingham last year. You know, against Switzerland, Federer. Uh, Federer had a bad back, couldn't play. We know Federer owns Roddick. So if he'd, if, and if Federer had played more Davis Cup, Roddick may not be twelve and zero as a closer. But you know, that's you can true. only you can only be who you can who shows up to play. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit down the road. The rest of the World Group matches a lot more uh, drama than I expected uh, from the opening week. Uh, there's a lot of matches I think on paper that seemed like they're going to be pretty cut and dry. Even a match like Serbia India that was um, th- that went went to Sunday. I didn't expect that to go past right, Saturday at all. Think but... if India had those doubles guys going and pays and boo- I mean that totally changed. Maybe changes the complexion. It of could have one. been with Djokovic not playing right. and all that. Yeah. And, uh, so... I gave the Varman a thumbs up in my column oh, today yeah. because basically the guy, you know, the, the guy really stepped up. He played. You know, I really like his game. Granted, he doesn't have a lot of power, but I, I like yeah. I like the way he plays. Go Two time NCAA champ gets almost no credit whatsoever. Yeah, go Cavs. Definitely, and then the other matches that did go the distance, uh, we had Germany beating Croatia, uh, Pechner uh, winning that in the end, uh, upset there. Bigger upset, Kazakhstan in their first World Group appearance, I believe, in history, takes out Czech Republic, team that always seems to make at least the quarters, if not further, and then France gets taken to five after looking. You know, totally, totally in control for a while. They get taken to five in an airport hangar in Austria. So, and just a, a really, I think a good day for people who I think like yourself, Pete, who really enjoy the little nuances of Davis Cup that you don't get anywhere else during the calendar. I'm I sure. keep preaching it, man. Davis Cup is a great, great event. It's you know, uh, I, I don't know why the world, you know, well, not the world, but the, why the U.S. doesn't doesn't get on a bandwagon with that because it's got every it's got everything going for it. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts from World Group uh, until we reconvene? Like I'm I said, surprised I wish we checks. weren't waiting until July for the next. No, round, exactly. But, it's know, true. That's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is the Czechs. I'm, I don't know. The Czechs are a funny team. Uh, once again, they sort of crash and, and burn here. You know, given how much talent they've had over the years, they've they've won it once. I think they're a runner-up maybe twice. So I'm I'm a little, you know, they're kind of underachievers in a funny way. They tend to, you know, when you. When you look at the talent they've had, I'm a little bit surprised I haven't won a more offer. When you look at how Croatia does and a couple of the other teams. The thing that stuck out for me was, you know, sweet with Johansson just coming in, fire. I mean, you get those two guys on if Johansson's shoulder holds up, him and Soderling together on a super. They get Serbia next, correct? Right. I that do, and that's going to be a good one because Soderling is a Davis Cup study. He's 13 oh, and 3 in he singles, and he crushes people. He, he, I think he gave up six games, and he only played one match because Sweden swept, but he, he only gave up, I think, six games in that one match he played. That's another, that was another match. Was just, I mean, no matter who Russia throws out there, for Russia to get swept in Davis Cup, that's a little bit it's of unusual, a change yeah. up, too. So, 
So, yeah, well, thanks for uh, listening. My two gentlemen here coming in here to talk Davis Cup, and we'll uh, chat again about Indian Wells coming up this week. Steve Tingner is going to be there. Pete will be in Miami later in the month. Uh, so we'll get to that in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 